college before I turned 30, free trip to Vegas. So of course, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. So I quit my job, finished school, and got a job with a construction company that did horizontal directional drilling. Um, there, they I was scheduling meetings and faxing bids <laughs> part-time. Their accountant kept quitting, right? They couldn't keep somebody in. So um, Pia Meyer with Hard Hat Business Solutions was helping them out with their accounting. And they're like, Jill doesn't seem to be leaving. Let's <laughs> teach her how to do this. So like, yeah, I can do that. Like, I've got my degree now in business management. Like, I can do anything, right? Hey there, and welcome to the Small Biz Famous Podcast, where we believe that you can make anything happen. From ideas to money in the bank, we are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of starting your own business. We are going to talk sacrifices, failures, and successes with small business owners from all around the world. We are here to support you, cheer you on, and learn how to navigate together the ins and outs of business life. My name is Stephanie Spearman. I am a small town girl who took a laptop Adobe Illustrator and created a six-figure digital download business in a little over a year. Pull up a seat or plug in those earbuds and go for a walk and get ready to be encouraged that you can make anything happen. Hello and welcome back to the Small Biz Famous Podcast. Today on our show, we will be speaking with Jill Jacobs of Jill Jacobs Bookkeeping. Jill shares with us her journey of what do I want to do with my life to starting a little side gig of 12 clients, which she quickly turned into a full-time gig of 165 clients and five employees in less than two years. Jill loves to serve her clients and helps them turn their dreams into reality by taking their bookkeeping nightmares off their plates so they can focus on their why of why they got into business to begin with. Jill helps her clients with QuickBooks setup and even cleanup for those who are a financial hot mess. Jill runs payroll, account reconciliation, and does the daily nitty gritty of making all the numbers fit into the right boxes and column so we, the small business owners, don't have to even sweat. Let's welcome Jill Jacobs to today's show. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this a little nervous, but um, <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, so how did I get into bookkeeping? That is a long story. Um, my mom was a high school guidance counselor, my high school guidance counselor, which is cool slash not cool when your mom works at the same school you go to. So I was always in career career classes, career tests, you know, what is the best fit for you? And I, after taking all of these career classes, have found that my personality match graphic design, which couldn't be more opposite from what I'm doing right now. So I originally went to school for graphic design and realized quickly that there is no right answer in art and that doesn't work for me. Like you make you create something, somebody's gonna like it, somebody's gonna hate it. There's no right answer. Um, 
So I changed my mind and decided to go to school for elementary education, which again, isn't close to what I'm doing now. Quickly decided that wasn't going to work for me because I couldn't be good all the time everywhere. Like I thought I had to be working with children. Um, so I stopped, I quit school. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my parents' money. Probably a good idea to um, think this through. So I worked in daycares. Okay. I was teaching preschool, working at Target, working at Chili's for one week because my dad got me a job there, <laughs> um, which was not my jam either. Um, and eventually my mom said, if you graduate before you turn 30, I will send you to Vegas. If I graduate, <laughs> from, yes, if I graduate from college before I turn 30, free trip to Vegas. So of course, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. So I quit my job, finished school, and got a job with a construction company that did horizontal directional drilling. Um, there, they, I was scheduling meetings and faxing bids <laughs> part-time their accountant kept quitting right they couldn't keep somebody in so um pam meyer with hard hat business solutions was helping them out with their accounting and they're like jill doesn't seem to be leaving let's <laughs> teach her how to do this so like yeah i can do that like I've got my degree now in business management. Like I can do anything, right? So they slowly taught me how to use QuickBooks, how to create bids and create financial statements and do all of these things. And I liked it. I realized I did like numbers when originally I hated math. My brother used to have to help me. My brother in junior high used to have to help me with my high school math homework because it just I just hated it I don't know why but as I got older I realized you know this has a right answer it's always going to be this is the answer and we move on we check it off the list I'm a huge like I love checking things off the list so it's done we move on so they trained me trained me trained me and eventually did the work with Pam's help um, but she taught me all of that stuff on the job which I think helped me learn it better, you know, than school. So they eventually shut down um, and the owner moved to California and I went and got a job for an electrician and was doing the office manager stuff there, the payroll, you know, the bank recs, all of that stuff. I always say any, everything from buying the toilet paper to processing the payroll, just like any office manager does. Um, I saw a position open up at an accounting firm here in town. I was like, I think I could do that. It paid better. I need, everybody needs more money, right? So I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And they hired me. And there I worked as a client accountant and did what I'm doing now, which is the bookkeeping. No taxes or anything. We're doing bank recs, payroll, sales tax, payroll tax, um, and all that stuff. Well, there, I quickly realized that that world, the accounting firm world, wasn't a good fit for me because I do have that 
art, I don't know how to describe it, artistic personality where I maybe don't have the traditional accountant personality. Like I love speaking to people. I'm an extrovert, which I think is kind of rare in my world, I guess you could say. Um, so I didn't like it. I didn't talk to people. I was in a room, did the work, didn't have that client contact that I need. Um, so I went back to the electrician um, because I realized I like that private small business vibe more than the accounting firm vibe. And after, well, about a year and a half, um, I saw an old client of the firm's downtown and he asked me he's like I can't afford this accounting firm can you please help me can you do this on the side for less money than they charge and his less money was still a lot of money to me so I said yeah I can do that he had four businesses so that's kind of how I started um then I saw another company um wax buffalo candle company post online that they were looking for help with their bookkeeping part-time and like oh I can do that and like maybe they'll pay me in candles <laughs> so so it started as a very part-time thing and then January 1st 2019 I decided to quit my job my full-time job at the electrician and I had 12 clients and I I panicked I overdid it on getting new clients and had way too many clients, just me. It's all I was doing. I hired my first employee the next February. And so today, we're, I'm on year three. I've got 165 clients and five employees. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness. Yeah. So in two years, in my panic mode of 12 clients, like, I'm never going to be able to pay my bills. Like, you know, imposter syndrome mm -hmm. takes over and freak out mode and life and two years have turned it into this. And it's now we've, I've turned down 27 businesses in the past two weeks because we just don't have the time or the capacity to help everybody out. Wow. You went from 12 clients to 165 clients in less than two years. Yes. Do and you, okay. So how do like these clients, do you work out of your home? Do you have an office? Do you go to the client's place of business? How do you, how do you make all this happen? Right. So pre pre COVID is a little bit different than, than post COVID. So I would have some clients that I would go to their office weekly, monthly, that worked out before COVID. I had my own office in the SCC Entrepreneurships Building. I was a part of that program and I was there for about two months and then everything shut down. So I actually canceled that and created a space at home that I could work. All of my employees work out of their homes and we Zoom. Now that we're, we're going a little bit back to normal. We're still planning on Zooming, but I feel more comfortable coming back to the clients who we originally had more in-person meetings because I feel like it it does help. It's calming, you know, to see me 
face-to-face, -face, see what I'm doing. It's easier to communicate that way. So right now, you know, I'm just at home, not just, but I have an office in my home. Yes. So you're Zooming with your employees and you're Zooming with your clients. Correct. Okay. Yes. Some people want to see me monthly, talk to me. Some people never want to talk or <laughs> to me or see me. So it really just depends on the, on the client. Let's talk about your ideal client. When you're looking for clients to take on or clients are calling you to have you do their bookkeeping, clean up their QuickBooks, whatever service that they're seeking, how do you determine that they're a good fit for your business? Do you have a way to define small businesses versus big business is do you go into the big businesses or do you mostly support small to, we could throw in medium-sized businesses as well? Right. So I get that question a lot. Like what's your ideal client? Who, who do you want to be your client? And honestly, the best client for me is the hot mess client, which <laughs> sounds terrible. But if you, if, if your financial part of your business wasn't a mess, you wouldn't need me. Right. So I have had the, the client that takes 15 minutes every month. They have four bank transactions, super simple, all the way up to a business that takes 30 plus hours per month, has 20 employees, franchises, you know, multiple locations. It, there really isn't a perfect ideal sized client. It's just the person that needs me, which seems like common sense, right? Your finances are a mess. Let's bring me in and get you organized. But I would say that my favorite client is the small business owner that feels like alone, right? So when you start a business, you're terrified. You feel like you're on this like financial island, right? Because most of my clients are creatives. They're artists, they're makers. They're people who whose brain doesn't work the same as mine. It's the graphic design people, right? I can't do that stuff. It freaks me out. I hate it. They hate what I do. It freaks them out. So we're the perfect combo, right? Because we can help each other out. <laughs> um, and, and, know that there are people out there like me that can help you and you don't have to feel so alone when you start this business because you know you start a business you're like I'm gonna make t-shirts I'm gonna make candy and you think it's as simple as that but there's so much more involved that these business owners don't realize and in pure panic mode until they find a bookkeeper and somebody who can help them organize all of those buyers, I guess. Right. But in bookkeeping as a small business owner is, you know, like I do everything myself every once in a while, I'll have someone come in here and help me print t-shirts and stuff, but it's overwhelming and it's very, very easy to get behind. And, you know, the paperwork stacks up. And then, you know, when you take the moment to go back to it, it's like, oh crap. And oh, then, yeah. then you're sitting there in January mm -hmm. freaking out. Looking at a big um, file in a box full of stuff, like, oh, why did I do this? Yes, yes. 
And that's where we come in and we do it monthly for you. We send your reports, whether you like it or not, whether you look at them or not, but you know that it's done. And when it's time to send your stuff to your tax accountant, we're sending it to them for you. We're communicating with them for you um, because it's a foreign language to a lot of people. Right. So do you, um, so you said you send all the paperwork necessary to a tax accountant. So you don't actually do like small business taxes for someone. You no, just we do the paperwork and send it on. Yes, we don't do any taxes. The whole idea is to provide the service in an affordable way to small businesses. So traditionally people are like, I can't hire an accountant. It's, I can't afford it. You know, I'm just starting out. And we've got it set up so that it is affordable. We're not billing packages. You know, I understand that not everybody fits into these four tiers, you know, that I've created. So we kind of, it's kind of custom priced um, to each business, right? And when you're busy during Christmas, obviously we're busier because there's more transactions. When you have a dead time in January, everybody January retail slow then our hours are lower because you have less transactions. So it kind of ebbs and flows with a small business's income, which is helpful. Um, so that's kind of unique in that sense because it's not just, it's $500 a month, no matter how long it takes me. We've set it up to make it affordable for businesses so they can you know, thrive. Right. So we, I mean, bookkeeper, and then we talked about a tax accountant, and then there's that CPA. So, or we could take out tax and just say accountant. So bookkeeper, accountant, and CPA. And we talked about this before we started the interview. What is the difference between those three? And as a small business owner, um, from what you're telling me, a bookkeeper would be perfect. So I don't need to spend the extra money on an accountant or a CPA because right. a lot of money. <laughs> right. So yeah, so that's the idea. You, we're doing the daily stuff, right? We're digging into every single detail. Like I'm asking you for every single Costco receipt and I'm looking at every line and putting those into the right buckets on your profit and loss statement. Whereas the tax accountant is taking those numbers as a whole and using that to file your taxes. So by using a bookkeeper, you can save money. And by not paying those like high CPA hourly rates at the end of the year to organize, which is basically data entry, if you wanna you know, break it down to the bare minimum, we're just putting those details in there. And then the accountant's using that clumps of numbers mm -hmm to file your tax return. So we're, we're getting more of the like nitty gritty, I guess you would say we're, we're coding things that our owners draws, you know, we're breaking down all of those details um, weekly, normally for a lot of my clients. Now, are your clients all local here or do they, do they span out across the state, across multiple states? Yep. So I, most are in Lincoln. I have quite a few in Omaha. I've got one in Kansas City and then one in Washington State randomly. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, which was just a recommendation from someone um, in Lincoln. 
And then how do, do you, is your platform, do you work on one single platform or do you have multiple platforms, you know, like QuickBooks? Yeah, so I I always try to get people to move to QuickBooks online as much as that hurts me to say because everybody has, you know, issues, but it's the easiest for us. It's the, it's the most user-friendly mm-hmm. um, way to go about it. There's, I have some clients on QuickBooks desktop, but I'm trying to get people away from that because it's a little antiquated. Um, QuickBooks online just makes everything easier. I moved one client from desktop to online recently. And it took me eight hours less for the year by just moving them to a different software. Um, But I usually try to point people in the QuickBooks online direction. Okay, so like your your client out in Washington state and you're doing their books weekly, do they, how do they send you their receipts? Do they scan them and then just like email them to you? Do they ship them to you? So that's all done in QuickBooks Online. QuickBooks Online has an app and you can take a picture of receipt and then it uploads to the app. And then we can see everything in there. And QuickBooks, I mean, in a perfect world, it will auto recognize that there's a receipt that matches the transaction that's at the bank account. So we can see that detail and then code it to the right spot. Okay. So you you said that you're ideal client is a hot mess client, which I love. <laughs> and I have someone to recommend to come you. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so based on that hot mess, which we, which we all are susceptible to as small business owners, um, what are three things or three steps that are really non-negotiable for a small business owner to stay on course, whether, you know, we did the, our books ourselves or hiring you to do our books what what are three non-negotiables to keep me on course or to keep us on course so the number one thing I always tell people is separate your business from your personal and that's probably the number one thing that happens with these with these small business owners who like I'm gonna make candy and I'm gonna purchase everything out of my personal account because you know you think you're too little like, I don't need my own bank account. I don't even know if this is going to work out. Like, I'm just going to try and see what happens. And people are mixing all of their finances. So any money they get, they're putting into their personal, right, with everything else. And that's, and that's where we get into problems is that now you've grown and now you're making money. You're spending a lot of money. Like, it's all mixed together and that's when it turns into a disaster. So the first thing I always say, no matter how small you are, right, it doesn't cost to go set up a DBA um, business checking account at the bank and say, you know, this is my candy company or this is Jill Jacobs DBA candy company, you know, just start with that. Put a hundred dollars or however much you need in there to buy some of your supplies and then use that account to dump all your income and spend all your money out of. That's probably the number one biggest thing is like separate your business from your personal. The next thing is to get accounting software because people like to start out using Excel spreadsheets, um, which work, but if you wanna grow at all, like it's not gonna work. There's too much room for error. 
the accounting software is you, you can reconcile, you know, we can track liabilities and credit cards and all of that stuff. So that's always the second thing I recommend. Um, the third thing, once you get a little bit bigger is, is classifying your workers correctly, because I've seen lots of people get into trouble um, by just like, well, they're just a subcontractor, I'll pay them cash and then give them a 1099 at the end of the year. But a lot of people start out that way and then add payroll and then they get audited by unemployment. And that's where we come into those problems where they actually should have been an employee, not a subcontractor. And then you're gonna owe back those payroll taxes. But those are things that when you grow, you don't realize until it's too late. Um, so it's always best to reach out to somebody, a bookkeeper, an accountant right away. Like, what do I do? You know, you don't have to pay someone to do it for you, but maybe just pay for a one hour consultation and get some of those tips to avoid that headache <laughs> when it comes time for all that stuff. Headache or the audit. <laughs> yep, the audit. That'll always get you. <laughs> right? So when you think about business expenses that you can deduct and you often hear when you go out to eat, you know, if you, oh, you know, well, we could write this meal off because we mentioned our business name. Is it that easy to write off that meal by just having a two second conversation about your business? Yeah. So one of my, one of my employees and I had this exact conversation today. Um, and I don't have a good answer right now because the rules have changed. And before it was like, 50% of meals, but 100% of employee meals or events or like the entertainment used to be deductible, but they've changed the rules on that. So I think before you start coding things just to meals and entertainment, thinking that it's 100% deductible, that you either need to look directly on the IRS website or reach out to a CPA. If you are just putting all meals to meals on your profit loss statement, that you're saving receipts, that you're, you're snapping pictures of those to go into QuickBooks online and you are writing on your receipt who you ate with and the reason, like even if it's just a client, like, like went to Panera Bread, met Wax Buffalo, or if it, you just drove through somewhere like on the way from Wax Buffalo to Lulu Bee Chocolate, I had to grab food, write that on your receipt. I think it's better safe than sorry if you're going to dump all that stuff into meals and entertainment, that when you do get your taxes done or you do get audited, that you have documentation of all of that. If you're questioning it, then it's probably not okay. And you should put to owner's draw. But I mean, backup receipts are always a good idea. So what about cash when you pay cash for a meal versus like use your business card? Yeah. You keep your receipt or is, is that easy to keep track of when no. you pay cash? <laughs> Never use cash. <laughs> That's another one of my tips. Avoid using cash. And then I put a picture up with money on fire because it's a disaster. <laughs> That's what I wonder. So yeah, lots of people like to use cash, right? But it's just not a good idea. You lose that receipt. Now you have no proof that you paid cash, right? Um, 
when you do use cash, then it's a journal entry. So that won't hit your bank statement. So we do a journal entry to owner's investment and then meals and entertainment or whatever you purchase with that. But it's a good idea to avoid it. And I always recommend like get a business credit card that, you know, with travel rewards or cashback rewards or something like that. So you're like, if I use my card and I can go on vacation or something to get you to swipe your card instead of using cash. How do you keep up with all the rules that are changing? I mean, you were just talking about the 50% and now it's, you know, it's 100% employees, but it's all changing. How do you keep up with all right. those rules? That's a great question. This this has been quite the year for, well, I guess last year was quite the year for changes with the PPP um, and the EIDL stuff and all the times they changed that. Um, we do, we do a lot of research. Um, Paul, one of my employees does a lot of research. We're reading things constantly. We're signing up for accounting firm newsletters, you know, and, and asking questions. That's, that's something that we should never be scared of is to ask, ask somebody like it's never going to hurt. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just doing the constant research, um, with the IRS because they're, they like to change the rules on people and it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> if I, so let's say I'm a client of yours and I get audited by the IRS, would you represent me? Would I hire like the, because essentially if you did my bookkeeping, I would be hiring a, an, a CPA to do my taxes. So who would be, who would represent me if I went through an audit? Right. I think, I think it would depend on number one, the year that they're auditing, um, how far back it went, if you were my client then. Um, but it would definitely be something that I could help through. We do a lot of work comp audits and unemployment audits. Um, and that we do help with because that's all payroll stuff and we'll have it. Um, when they're auditing those 1099s, like I just recently went through one for 2018. Well, this client wasn't a client then. So then I worked directly with the CPA at that time to get all the documents that I needed and then sent it to them. So I, I like to say like, give forward the email to me, I'll handle it as long as you give me the okay. Um, but yeah, that's what we're here for is so you get those emails and you don't, you don't panic, you know, you have help back up. <laughs> you said your mom was your school counselor and you took those, like we all did back in high school, those career kind of tests to see what, you know, like your top three choices are, what you, what you lean more towards. And you said yours was graphic arts. If your mother asked you to come back and speak to the senior class about making a career choice what would you tell them boy that's a great question so my husband's dad is a principal of a school right and so he's like I'd love to have you come talk to one of the the business class like a consumer math class or something like that uh about you know where you got to where you are or how you got to where you are today 
I was like, I don't know if you want me to do that. <laughs> like that might not be a good idea. And I thought about it for, I was like, how would I start this out? And I, and I'm, I'm speaking to a math class. I would say math is dumb, right? It's terrible. <laughs> I hated it. It's awful, but it's important. Um, and it, it could potentially make you some money, right? So <laughs> as much as you hate it, like it's not so bad. Um, I think I would also say like, if you're 18 and you just graduated, you don't know what the heck you want to do. Like that's normal. I, I was telling you earlier, the only person I know who graduated from high school and knew exactly what they wanted to do was my brother. You know, he's just like, I'm going to be an engineer and he's an engineer. Like that, that's not, that's not the normal. I don't think, especially now, um, that, you know, school's not for everybody. If it takes you a free trip to Vegas to get motivated and do it, like, so be it. Who cares, you know? You gotta, you gotta experience life a little bit before you make this, like, forever decision. So, and I've had about a million jobs before this, so I think that all did help shape me in a way to see how all of these things happened, like working at Chili's, working at Target, working at a daycare for an electrician that worked at a gas station, you know, like every single thing you do is going to help lead you in the right direction. You know, everything happens for a reason, exactly. I believe. Exactly. I mean, everything's a learning when you go to college, even when I went to college and I quit college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And even though my dad kept pushing me and pushing me, you got to go, you got to go. It's like, I don't know what I want to do. You know, give me a chance to fly a little bit here so I can figure it out. So you're not wasting your money because exactly. you spent a lot of money to send me to college. So let's make it worth your dime. <laughs> and I think the like perfect answer to your question, like, what would I say if my mom said, come speak to the senior class? Like my mom wouldn't let me speak to the senior class. <laughs> Not as a guidance counselor. <laughs> well, she knows me too well. <laughs> that's awesome. So as a small business owner, what, what does being a small business owner of Jill Jacobs Accounting, what does that mean to you? Right. So there's this whole world that I didn't know existed until I did this, right? And and I and I believe Wax Buffalo, like because they were my first retail business. You for real don't even know exists when you're working at a big place. Not that that's bad, you know, um, working for a big company, but you just don't know that this part of Lincoln in Omaha is here until you get, I don't know how, like you even become a part of it, but it's, it's cool. So it's, it's being able to help people. It's having people help me, um, that, that you just don't get from the big people, you know, people care about each other. So I think the biggest thing that I personally get out of it is, is the community, like the, the support. I joined the local girl gang group and, and that world is just so helpful. Nobody's judging you. Everybody has the same questions. Like, it's just the, it's like a family that's a non-blood family, you know, like people in the same boat as you that, that have been through 
what you're going through or have not yet, but are there to listen and learn from everybody else. So it's, it's kind of just a big, giant, weird family, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's a small biz family. Yeah. And we do all have questions and we need the cheerleaders and we need someone to go to when we don't know what to do when there, there's the answers out there. Yeah. Because each and every one of us has been at home at night. Like, what am I doing? I feel alone and lost and confused. And like, <laughs> you don't realize that there's like hundreds, thousands of other people just in Lincoln that are feeling the exact same way you are right now. So it's, it's kind of cool. And now I have employees and now I'm able to, you know, help them. And it's just kind of a cool little circle, I guess, of people helping people. Awesome. Do your employees um, come to you with an accounting degree or a bookkeeping? Like, do they go to like a Southeast Community College and get a program there? Do they go to the University of Nebraska or a four-year college? What is your requirement? So I don't have a requirement. My biggest requirement is that, well, obviously you're not going to steal people's money. Okay. <laughs> well, that would be important. That's a no brainer. <laughs> but I feel like you can, you can, you automatically know if, if someone's going to be a good fit, right. For your culture. But one person has 13 years of experience. One person's in school for accounting and has, kind of done the work one person's never done it one person's got eight years of experience you know it's totally random but what's what's also cool about small business is you can give people a chance like I didn't know how to do this stuff I was faxing papers you know and somebody's like let's give Jill a shot and I mean it, it was huge just one person to give you a chance on something so that's kind of how I view it when I'm, when I'm hiring employees, like you're a good person. I trust you. You're smart. Like let's, let's do this. Let's teach you how to do it. So that's kind of a cool roundabout way of answering your question. Well, I like that, that take a chance because how do you know, you, you read ever job advertisements and they're like experience required. And well, how do you get that experience? Yeah, exactly. My job requirement, don't steal money. And then you're hired. No. <laughs> well, that's kind of a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. But yeah, it's kind of a cool um, thing because like I said, one girl has no experience, but she, and, and, and not all of my employees, but a lot of them, one girl has another job and she needed another part-time job. And um, one girl has three children. One girl has two children. So they, they're stay-at-home moms, but they also want to work. Um, and so it's like, yeah, if you want to work at 10 o'clock at night, I don't care. You know, just, just as long as you're getting the work done. But it's also able to give people a non-traditional way of working, which is kind of rare sometimes too. That's awesome because you're supporting parents and they can work from home pick their hours I mean around yeah, the work, like you said. Nap, yeah work during nap time or whenever you can just get it done <laughs> you know right doesn't matter if it's noon or midnight um whatever works for them and are they each assigned a client or clients yep so it's yep. one one person per client 
and then you're the you oversee it all and then help them if they need help yep and i review everything that goes out the door currently right now that might have to change in the future but as we get bigger if i decide to get bigger that's a whole nother um podcast episode. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we have the process where, where they'll do the work, create this, the financial statements and I'll review and we send it to the client, which has helped me a ton because for a year and a half or a year and three months, it was just me. So I didn't have that double check. And so that was scary for me as well. So it's helped me so much to have found good people to help me out with all this stuff very important employees are very important good employees are very very important oh yeah for you for your business and more importantly for your clients mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of like when I was going through some of these interviews I would start I do the interview and they say what kind of benefits do you offer I'm like oh gosh no benefits I'm so sorry flexible work schedule like <laughs> computers computer is that is that good or like so i would then start out my interviews with i don't offer traditional benefits like health and dental because it's just not affordable and you know you know that everybody who owns a small business knows that but it it opened me up to a different type of employee you know like the mom mm -hmm. and the people who have insurance through their spouse or significant other um so the people are out there. It's, uh, what I was trying to say is like, don't get discouraged because it was very discouraging. Like, I'm never going to get good people because I can't offer these things. And um, they're out there. You just have to find them. <laughs> well, I think the flexibility and the ability to work from home and mm -hmm. and the flexible schedule, I think that's huge. Those are two benefits right there. Two huge. Yeah. And you get to talk to me every week. So... And you can wear your pajamas yeah. while you work. You don't even have to shower. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> That's awesome. Where can people find you? And I know you said you didn't have Facebook, but I know you have a, a website. Yeah. And then are you on Instagram or Twitter or anything? Yes. Yeah, so I, I have the website, jilljacobsbookkeeping.com. And I have Instagram at jilljacobsbookkeeping. Um, those are the, my only two social media platforms. And you, and do most of your clients come word of mouth or do they find, or do they find you online through a search for a local bookkeeper? I've only ever had one client say they found me in an Instagram ad. Okay. So during my like panic mode, <laughs> I bought ads, right. And I used to have Facebook. And so I've only had one. Otherwise, it's word of mouth. And I usually get either an email or an Instagram message. That's so I don't, word of mouth. If you went from 12 clients to 165 clients, that's yeah. that is literally amazing. That is so awesome. Yeah, it's cool. But it, I feel bad because... I hate telling people no, but that's been one of my things. Like I have to say no, or I'm going to, you know, have a panic attack. <laughs> well, you'll, it, you'll pay the price later if you're, if you take on too much, cause then you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't give your clients a hundred percent of you and yeah. what they really need. 
Yeah, and you can't give your clients 100%. You can't give your family or and your employees and, you know, golf, because I love golf. That needs some percent of my life. What that was <laughs> but like <laughs> you I know you have to like yeah, it's it's really hard because I think that's that's one of the biggest things with my clients too. Like, how do I manage all of this? Because right. you don't want to say no because you're a small business. You need all the income you can get, right? But there has to be a point where we where we have to like shut it off. And I did a post for this on the local girl gang. Um, it was about like being a mom and um, being an entrepreneur and how like you're working during homework time, you're working during breakfast time, you put them down for bed and then you're working like you can't do that. And that's why it's important to delegate even though it's hard to so hire a bookkeeper, hire a social media person, you know, it's it's going to pay off in the long run because then you can put all of the time that you do have towards, you know, why you actually started this business, whether it's making the candy or the t-shirts or whatever, like you can't do everything, but it is so hard for, for a lot of people to give up that control. So true. Do you set boundaries? Like you'll say like at five o'clock, my computer goes off and then I'm not working again until the next day. No, because I do not practice what I preach. <laughs> <laughs> so easy to do. I have been better about it. Um, I think during like the winter and stuff, it's so easy to be like, uh, it's cold out. Like, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I might as well just sit down and work. But, you know, that's getting nicer. And my son saw a commercial the other day that this lady was a stay-at-home mom. And he goes, I wish you were a stay-at-home mom. So you weren't working all the time. And he wrote a poem about me at school and drew a picture of me on a computer. Oh, wow. So that killed me. And so at that point, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I have to shut things off. People can expect you to answer at all hours because you are, you know, Jill Jacobs bookkeeping and not a big firm or whatever. So you do have to set those boundaries, even though it hurts your heart a little. (laughs) Well, you know, you're Jill Jacobs bookkeeping. You're a mother Mm -hmm. and you're a wife. And mm-hmm. you're a woman that has interests. So and, as a business yeah. owner, it's extremely hard to set boundaries. But I think mm-hmm. um, I think it's very important to set those boundaries so you can be 100% Jill Jacobs bookkeeping, 100% you know, when you're in wife mode and 100% mother when you're in mother mode and 100% woman when you're in that mode, like golf Alone mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's hard, but that's what I'm saying this this local Golden group has helped with that because you just post there's there's just like a miscellaneous channel or a random channel in there I always post to it I used to do a lot more but I'm like help me you know I'm feeling shitty about this right now is anybody else and then you realize yeah everybody else is feeling mm-hmm. shitty about this so you know like that that helps because you do sit in your house or your office or your store like oh my gosh, I am the only one experiencing this and you're not, you're totally, totally not. So it's good to correct, to surround yourself with a community, you know, that can relate. 
I think this interview was so inspiring because Jill is truly connected with the why of what her business is all about and giving 100% to her clients and employees. There is no doubt Jill is a creative in her own way with her ability to interact with people and organizing their numbers to take her clients from hot mess to I'm cool, I got this because I have Jill Jacobs Bookkeeping taking care of the nitty gritty for me so I can focus on what I love to do and that is to be the creative and the maker and the dreamer of all the cool things. I am just so excited for others to listen to Jill and her story and there is something so special about connecting to other entrepreneurs. And so if you have time, go check out her website and Instagram and cheer her on and support her and even reach out to her to see what she can do for you and your small biz. There is truly so many fascinating points about this interview, and I sincerely hope you have at least one takeaway out of it. And I am so lucky that I get to share in these conversations with other small business owners. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Small Biz Famous Podcast. And until next time, take the bull by the horns and make something happen. I'm out here in the Midwest, jumping up and down out of excitement for all the Small Biz Famous listeners. Thinking about starting your own small biz or just want to meet more people like you to bounce ideas off of, to share excitement, and to see what's shaking out in the land of entrepreneurship? Head on over and join the exclusive community at Small Biz Famous on Facebook, or the link is waiting for you at stephaniespearman.com, and that's Stephanie with an F.